Greetings from Pandora. Welcome to A Vault Hunter's Guide to the Borderlands, the best Borderlands podcast on the Echo Net. I'm Drew. I'm Jeff. Thanks for joining us today for episode number 13, where today we're discussing how gun manufacturers have changed between Borderlands 2 and Borderlands 3. But first, just a quick reminder that you can always get in contact with us via Twitter at Vault Hunter's Pod or through our email, avaulthuntersguide at gmail.com. Don't forget, you can watch us record the podcast live on twitch.tv slash avaulthuntersguide, or watch the video version on YouTube by searching avaulthuntersguide to the Borderlands. Man, you've gotten really good at that. <laughs> Thank you. I practice it when I'm in the shower every I, couple of I, weeks. I, I figured, you know, I was like, I bet he practices that, like, either on his way to work or in the shower or something. I do. Like, I, I mean... I'm just waiting. I, I, a man has to hone his craft, you know? Right. Have you ever, I, I know we're already getting <laughs> big surprise. We haven't even gotten into the episode more than like a minute, hardly. And I'm already getting into the weeds on something here. But have you ever heard about, uh, have you ever heard about like a set dream at all? You know what that is? A set dream. No, I'm not familiar with that. What is it? I, th- I think that's what it's called. It's where basically it's like actors and directors and producers and stuff have it where they have a dream where they're on set and they wake up thinking that they're like still on set, like in the middle of it. It's almost like, it's almost like oh, those God. dreams that you would have where it's like, Oh no, I'm in school and I can't remember my locker accommodation. And then you wake mm. up feeling about it, but that happens. And I'm just waiting for, I'm just waiting for your wife to tell me that that's happened at one point where you just wake up and you're like, greetings, <laughs> like out of bed. <laughs> like, <laughs> that'd be, that'd be amazing. But no, it hasn't, hasn't happened yet. Thankfully. Yeah. Just, just wait for it. Wait for it. It's it's going to happen. Like it's, no. It'll happen eventually. So, uh, Jeffrey, how have your mm. last two weeks in the Borderlands been? Mm, so good. I've been doing so much farming and everything like that. It's been great. Uh, dude, my level 50 Zane, killing it. Nice, so good. nice. Yeah. Layuta Zane with, um, you know, having all of his, uh, all of his kill skills activate whenever I use my... Whenever I use my action skill, and then for every action skill that I have active, uh, I get more gun damage, and it's it's just killer. It's great. I love it. That's sweet. That's so, awesome. Working on some other characters, too. I really need to get back to my Twitch playthrough, because I haven't touched Moe's in a hot minute, and I really want to, because I really want to get that max level Moe's. Really want to touch uh, Moe's, huh? Why you, gotta, why you gotta say it like that? You're the one that said it. <laughs> Yeah, I said I haven't. That's a good thing, nerd. <laughs> God, you're a terrible person. So, anyway, moving right along and getting past that awkwardness. How about you? Uh, you know, I've so I've pl- I've been a little I've not been doing as much farming and stuff. Um, frankly, I was a little underwhelmed with the um the secret bosses uh, you know, thing that they had going on for a while. Mhm. I was pretty underwhelmed by that. Couldn't find anything really that I wanted that I needed or anything. Sure. So I didn't do a whole lot of farming. And frankly, like the iridium thing, I'm not really create like that doesn't do anything for me either. So don't get, don't get too much into that. You remember that we got our news coming up. Uh. <laughs> Hard stop. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. It's just, I mean, personally, I'm just, there's, it doesn't really do a lot for me. Um, I re- and and I'm I'm getting a little tired. Like I need to, I need to finish up playthroughs with my other characters. Yeah, and that gets to be tedious. You know, it can be. It's it's a long it's a long it's a story. Long, it's a long game. So um, I've actually been playing a bit of um, 
been playing a bit of Risk of Rain 2, which I had mm. not played before, but it's it was also uh, partially published by Gearbox. Like, Gearbox helped uh, develop this game or or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's a game. It's in early access on PC and I think on PlayStation also. Nice. Um, and it's only 20 bucks, and it gives me that gives me that looter shooter, you know, scratches that looter shooter itch. So, yeah. but it's it more does of like it, a one life thing. I was gonna so. say it does. Yeah, it's it's like a rogue like. So it does it in more like quick bites instead of you know like something yeah, like unless you're hands. killing it, and then it's like you know like that's the dangerous <laughs> thing about stuff like that. Yeah, because it's like like you know if I just start playing right, and my wife asks me to take care of something. She'd be like, well, I'll be like, oh, I just started this thing. I'm like, well, how long is it going to be? Mm-hmm. I mean, could, I could die in two minutes. I could die in 45. You know, it all depends. <laughs> so it's been, it's been 3,000 years. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so perfect. But yeah. I mean, I just need to, I think once, I don't know. I, I, I'll, I'll get back to, to Borderlands for sure. Um, mm-hmm. You know, this podcast always, always keeps me, um, going on on Borderlands and everything, I just need to. I feel like I need to step away for a little bit because it's all I was playing for, you know, four what, weeks, a month now. Yeah, yeah. so that's <laughs> oh, understandable. Like I said, um, uh, Beth and I actually had um, we we got back into doing our alternate alternate characters that her and I were working on, and that's been a ton of fun. Like I've been playing, so like we're right in the middle of first playthrough. We um, are just doing story stuff on Eden Six, and I'm playing as a melee slash kind of shotgunny Amara build, and that's sick. Mm. It's so much yeah. fun. Interesting so. that you and Beth both went melee Amara, whereas my Amara is like an elemental style one. Well, she specced into melee after the fact. Like once she oh, got okay. to max level, she got there because she was doing elemental stuff up until that point. So gotcha. That's the nice thing is with Amara, you have that freedom. So well, and it's also it's um you are lucky to have somebody in the household that likes to play that loves to play Borderlands. Yeah. Also. <laughs> so you are at a distinct advantage there. A little but, bit. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean. Borderlands still still great, still love it. Just take a break for a few days, you know, to step away and come back all super jazzed about it. Sure, so. absolutely. So, well, yeah. in that in that case, let's go ahead and uh, move on. Moving on to the news. So uh, we have to admit something here. There's currently not too much in the way of news. Um, so. One thing we would like to start incorporating now that we are um, getting a little bit bigger fan base uh, and we're getting more interaction from you guys, which we love, by the way, keep that coming, uh, is we would also like to start answering, we would also like to start taking this time and answering some viewer questions if they have any. And these could be anything from, you know, try and keep it light, bite-sized kind of things, um, you know. um, But if you have anything like, hey, what's your favorite character for this? Or do you think... Uh, how do you feel that they did with this aspect of the game or, you know, you know, just any, anything like that, anything that can be broken down into one very simple concept, we would, we would appreciate that. So yeah, don't ask me for my views on tariffs or anything. Cause that's going to be a while. That's, yeah. that's going to be an episode itself, which is coming. That episode's coming someday, but mm-hmm. just, you know, it we'd is- like to dedicate a whole episode to my tariff views, not the viewer, you know, or listener question. Segment. Correct. Yeah. So. You know, get hype. 
So someday uh, you're gonna see it in your in your feed, and you're gonna be like, "Oh fuck yeah, it's the tariff episode." <laughs> <laughs> There's gonna be that one guy that's gonna be sitting there, and he's gonna get real close to the screen, and be like, "Oh hell yeah." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so anyways, uh, covering the news that we do have, we are currently in the middle of the 10th anniversary celebration that Gearbox is putting on for the Borderlands series. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so the first week was the uh, bosses uh, event, like a um, bonus boss loot event. There was more uh, uh, chances of specific bosses uh, have a, had a higher chance of dropping specific items uh that was a lot of fun i enjoyed that uh week two which just ended uh let's see yesterday as of this recording was the rare spawn hunt so rare enemies that uh don't always spawn but do occasionally had an increased chance to spawn um the one that i mainly focused on was the uh the force troopers yes (laughs) And uh, because they were, they had a ch- increased chance to drop legendary class mods. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I wasn't, I wasn't super crazy about that event. Um, just, I don't know what it was about it, but it just wasn't. I think it was maybe because they were like, hey, you know, increase. Like for example, for the force troopers, they were like increased chance to drop uh, legendary class mods. Yep. I must have killed them ten, twelve times. Didn't get a single legendary class mod. Yeah, and, and he, so yeah. I was kind of done with that. Yeah, and that's the thing, too, is even though there's an increased spawn chance for them, they still didn't spawn every time. So he's just talking about, like, the 10 or 12 times that he actually did kill them. Right, because it took probably 20 attempts to get them to actually show up. Right. But, uh, so currently we're on week three, which is Show Me the Iridium, which is a, um, all boss, or all all creatures across Pandora have an increased chance to drop Iridium. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's discounts on Iridium, um, well, there's an increased chance, or, sorry, increase, god damn, decreased <laughs> prices, like, discounts on the anointed guns in, um, Crazy, Crazy Girl's vending machine, and, uh, discounts also on, um, cosmetics and such, uh, that Crazy Girl himself has. Yep. So, again... Fine. I haven't bought anything like that. No. I I I still have so much iridium from just playing the game as it was. Like I think I've got close to like three thousand iridium just from playing. Yeah. You, know? you remember when you got the uh how oh, what is the name of the of the gun that makes other guns? Oh yeah. Yep. Uh the Iridian uh fabricator. Yes. Yeah, that's I it, think. the fabricator. So it takes 10 iridium to and it fires out 10 random guns that are on level. And you were and like I remember when we first got it you were like blow 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 <laughs> just t- and I'm like what do you do and you're like I've got all this iridium what am I going to do with it you know I was like all right fair point blow <laughs> so I mean just all across the upper deck of sanctuary 3 there's just guns everywhere. You know what honestly we're really lucky that like it was to the point to where we're really lucky that with how many guns I pumped out that we didn't like that. I didn't actually like, crash the game. <laughs> yeah. For, for real. I mean, you, I mean, like, there was a lot, there was a lot anyways. Uh, so week four, uh, so the next week starting on the 22nd of this month, uh, they're calling it mayhem on Twitch. 
I don't know what that means. And they haven't said anything about it yet. They just say details coming soon. Yep. And this is from their official website. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's from coming directly from Gearbox or from the Borderlands website. So, I mean, really, nobody has any idea. And then it says week five. So, I mean, five weeks is cool. It just says spooky surprise details coming soon. So we'll leave those to that. Uh, let us know how you guys felt about the first three weeks of the uh, Borderlands 10th anniversary celebration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, all right. So moving right along then, uh, we have, uh, there was a hot fix that came out actually on the 10th of this month. There have actually been a couple of hot fixes. The most recent one was on the 10th. There was a lot of really cool things that happened as far as adjustments and things like that. So basically, um, the big things, uh, that happened was, um, Amara had a bug in one of her trees where, um, alcatricity or, mm-hmm. uh, or alacrity, I'm sorry. Alacrity. Yep. Yeah. So I knew it was one of those. Alacrity was only rewarding players one point worth of bonuses, even if the player put in more than one point. In addition, we wanted phase grasp to be more accessible to all weapon types and play styles. So we doubled the range to grasp an enemy. So that's cool right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so Alacrity actually, uh, awards reload speed bonus per rank now. So if you had it before and you thought it was good, now you're really going to like it. Um, yeah, true story. Yeah. Some big changes to, um, the blood letter class mod for Moe's and increased the, uh, recharge delay by 150%. So mm-hmm. more than doubled it and reduced the recharge rate by 50%. So, uh, you know, halved it. So, um, and then, um, yeah, just really interesting there. Uh, means of destruction, which yeah, honestly was a bit broken. (laughs) If you guys had never seen (laughs) how it worked, um, you know, they changed the retrig. There is a retrigger delay on it of 0.3 seconds. So, um, yeah, other than that, um, you know, not too much. I mean, there was some, uh, Weapon hot fixes to specific weapons, and then, um, man, I was also really happy to see that Pain and Terror had uh, been adjusted to have an increased loot drop from that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because we that first time that we killed Pain and Terror, like we expected a massive loot drop from it, and we just did, we were super disappointed. Yeah, because and especially just going through first playthrough, that was that was that was a hard fight. You know, yep, for sure. When when you're still learning what you're doing and everything. So yeah. Um, you know, hopefully we'll keep you guys updated on that. I, I personally just like the fact that they keep on balancing stuff and everything. So it's been nice. And then um do you want me to just cover this last part real quick? Yeah. It's really fine. quick and simple. So like I said, we not much news going on right now, but man, one thing while they haven't been giving us given us a ton of news, one thing they haven't given us is golden keys, man. Like lots there's yeah, there's lots of golden keys to get out there. There's been like I would say probably within the last week, there's been probably at least one a day. Usually. Yeah, that sounds about right. So, and I'm and sure we try that to is... retweet that information when we see it. So keep an eye on our Twitter, but all, mainly they're coming from uh, Randy Pitchford's Twitter. Yeah. So if you don't feel like following Randy, Randy Pitchford, uh, cause you know, he gets into some other weird magic stuff and things like that. So, cause he is Randy. So, um, but, uh, you know, it's usually retweeted by, the uh, Borderlands and the Gearbox Twitter pages as well. Yeah, true story. So, and sometimes right, cool. two, sometimes two K, I think as well. <laughs> that sounds right. So, but you don't and want to follow us 2K when either. we see it soon enough. <laughs> yes, exactly. 
and us if we're not sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, so yeah, we're going to go into it. We're going to get right into our, uh, what we're talking about. So we're, we're talking about how gun manufacturers have changed um, between Borderlands 2 and Borderlands 3. Uh, this also would kind of be, you know, between Borderlands pre-sequel and Borderlands 3, I guess, as well. Um, and um, the reason we do it as far as that goes and not, you know, all the way across the series, manufacturers really weren't too different or too discernible from each other in Borderlands 1, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, sure, your your Vladoff had higher magazine sizes and stuff. I mean, I, just, I don't know. I mean, everything was like a slightly better version of something else. Yeah. You know? Yeah, the way they actually operated it didn't really affect it too much. Like, like Drew said, Vladoff had a higher fire rate and slightly increased, you know, uh, magazine. And then SNS had huge magazines. Dude, do you remember yeah. SNS? Man, I miss SNS like so I much. I kind of do too. Anyway. Um, yeah, but that kind of comes full circle with the whole COV thing because it's basically like a huge magazine size. Yeah, that's true. So, anyway, um, yeah. So, welcome to episode 13 Gun Manufacturers and You, or How I Learned to Stop Wearing and Love the Bang. <laughs> it was a terrible <laughs> so title, great. but that's what I've got. So, I love it. All right. So, Drew, I feel like we need to break this, this part up. Would you want to take the first half of this or the second half of this? <laughs> Yeah, I'll take the I'll take the first half of this. Okay, go ahead. So, in general, guns in Borderlands Three have gotten less gimmicky than they were previously. Um, you can pick up any pretty much any gun except for in um, or any gun not in Mayhem levels, and it'll be usable. Pretty mm-hmm. much everything is usable in some form or fashion. There's nothing that everybody's turning down. I mean, there's plenty of weapons that I've picked up personally that I'm like, oh, I can't use that, but I have, you know, but on my Mose build, I can totally use that gun. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. Um, with constant balance checks, all weapons feel about where they should be, which is really, really nice. The point of so many different weapons is that they should all be blank canvases for you to pick and choose as necessary for your builds. Just like I was talking about. Even though... You know, Flack may not be using a Torg shotgun. You know, Moe's absolutely can if you're running a splash damage build. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. we tend to look less at the manufacturer and more at the stats of the weapon. Mm-hmm. It's That tends to be the route that we've gone now. It used to be that you could just ignore manufacturers entirely in yep. Borderlands 2. Like, if it was a bandit weapon, I'm just ditching that thing. I'm not even paying attention to it. <laughs> yep. What about you? Was there anything that you, like, absolutely avoided in Borderlands 2? Uh, yeah, in Borderlands 2, uh, I pretty much exclusively avoided doll weapons. Mm, yeah. Um, specifically, specifically because my, my, mains were, uh, my mains were Zero and Krieg. Right. So doll, doll had no benefit to really either one of them at all. Right. If you're, so. if you're, if your mains were Axton and Salvador, mm-hmm. might be yeah. different. Right. So, yeah. So, but yeah, like, like Drew says, you know, those, um, that's kind of the, the whole point about them is if as weird as this sounds, and I know we're getting way out here, but 
if this was just a regular FPS with no real skills or anything like that, the point is, is that you could pretty much pick up any one of these and they'd be okay. You know, like, yeah, if, I would agree with that. There's nothing like everything is nicely balanced in a way to where, um, Torg weapons, you know, I know I've brought them up a couple of times so far, but like Torg weapons fire slower, but do a lot of damage, have a lot of splash damage, you know, mm-hmm. so that makes up for it. Yeah. Um, Vladoff guns can fire insanely fast mm-hmm. at the cost of doing lower damage per shot. Sure. You know, so mm-hmm. all you got to do then is just make sure that you have proper SDUs for, you know, capacity for overall capacity. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So, uh, so yeah, that's kind of what we're saying as far as that guns have gotten less gimmicky in Borderlands three. Um, so that brings me to our next point, which is that guns have gotten more gimmicky in Borderlands three. So <laughs> uh, goddamn contrarian. <laughs> yep. So I told, I told drew that I was going to write this up initially. And he was like, uh, he was like, like at first I was like, yeah, guns have gotten less gimmicky in Borderlands three. He's like less gimmicky. <laughs> I was like, yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like I explained my point and everything. So here we go. But, uh, so yeah, guns have also gotten more gimmicky in Borderlands three, basically by looking at the name of a gun at this point, you have a really good idea of what it's going to do. And you could kind of do that a little bit in Borderlands two, depending on what you're looking at, but Borderlands three, especially, um, if you have a, uh, you know, a burning holy man, you know, <laughs> you know, that's a fire COV weapon. Right. Um, you know, just so, yeah, if, if you've got a calipine, you know, that that is a, I mean, Drew, you know what that is. That's a, yeah, it's a Jacob sniper rifle. Right. Exactly. So, so yeah, guns have gotten more gimmicky from that aspect because you perhaps you can pretty much look at the name of a gun, know what it's going to do. The other part is you will most certainly be pulling out certain guns for certain situations, at least on your very first playthrough. And yeah. once you actually go through and you've got your, your builds the way you want them to for your different characters and everything, it's, uh, it's different, but, um, that's kind of the idea is that you know, if, if you've got an enemy that you can't get close to for some reason, but they're moving around a lot, like, um, Katagawa ball. Yeah. You know, let's say they're moving around a lot, man with Katagawa ball. And this is a perfect example of this. I used my Atlas tracking weapons so much in that fight. I would just like pop up, you know, boop, shoot a tracker and then pop back down behind cover and shoot straight up. (laughs) Like, (laughs) So, and I would just watch, I would just watch that thing. I would just watch that thing go. It was, you know, it was, it was great. It was, it was like Kanye West's son, Northwest. That thing went straight up and slightly to the left. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. So, Very nice. Yeah. Um, you know, worked so, out really well. <clears throat> the only exception to the whole, you will be pulling out certain guns for certain situations is like unless you find a stupid OP legendary weapon. Like, oh, I don't know. A flacker maybe. Mm. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a flacker. Like I would say I would say the the ones a flacker. Yeah. A Lyuda. Yeah. A Hellfire. The Hellfire. And f- <sighs> this bums me out because I haven't gotten one yet, but from what I've seen, a Cutsman. Oh yeah. 
Yep. So I've seen, I've seen some pretty intense stuff done with that too. Yeah. Like, if you find any of those, I mean, you'll, you'll be able to run as long as you get it on level, you'll be able to rock that thing for like 10 or 15 levels and just not even care. <laughs> yep. Yep. So yeah. Um, you can generally, that brings us to my, brings me to my last point on, on this topic, which is that you can generally have a pretty good indicator of what manufacturer even an enemy is using just based on the way that it fires and things like that. Like if someone's just putting constant pressure on me, I know they're probably using a COV weapon mm-hmm. or if someone immediately just rips my shield, I'm they're probably using a, uh, electric Molly shotgun. Or if someone downs me after my shield is done, uh, really quick, they're probably using a Jacobs that does more critical hit damage, things, mm-hmm. things like that. It's really easy to tell which ones are being used against you. I gotta say there's a lot of, maybe it's just me, but I've noticed more in Borderlands three, more so than the other two games, three games, fine. <laughs> um, in the previous games, I want what the enemy drops mm-hmm. more now. Yep. Cause I'm like, man, that thing is fucking me up. I want it. <laughs> I need it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's, no. it's the gun of my enemy is my, is my gun. That's what I, that's how I want it. You know? Absolutely. So there you go. So there are your points about how guns have simultaneously somehow gotten both less gimmicky and more gimmicky and borderlands three. You're welcome. Don't add. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, we're going to, uh, we're going to go into this here. Um, so basically what we're doing is we're going to read some of the descriptions that are on the wiki right now to give you some ideas. If you're not super familiar with how each of the different manufacturers work, and then we're going to give our takes on any other points we feel are necessary and how to work with these guns in particular. So, uh, Drew, you want to start us off? Yeah. So first of all, Atlas it's a thing. Atlas <laughs> is a thing again. Yeah. So it's great. how cool is that? You remember the excitement? I mean, some of you, some of you may be new to the series. Um, Atlas guns were not around at all in Borderlands Two. It's it's all part of the lore. Atlas was the was technically behind the big bad guys in Borderlands One. Um, Commandant Steel. Uh, was a uh, was a leader in the Atlas Corporation. She ended up getting killed. Mm-hmm. You know, Atlas kind of went downhill and just dissolved as a company, basically. Yep. Um. So there are no Atlas weapons in Borderlands Two, but in Borderlands One, there's Atlas weapons, but they're I wouldn't say they're rare, but I mean they're rare-ish. You find them, I would say, less than any other manufacturer's weapons. Oh yeah, absolutely. And man, you it, it always felt like something special. Like even if you got a white one, even mm-hmm. if you got a common Atlas SMG. assault rifle, yeah, whatever. Yeah. It was it was like, oh sweet, this is something nice. Because they had like they were really well balanced, and like if you have all the different facets of how a weapon of of weapon stats, right? Yeah, Jacobs had crazy high damage and. Vladoff had crazy high fire rate. And Atlas was pretty much like all the things boosted 20%. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. It was, it was just a, they were just good all around weapons. And, yeah. and that was nice. Like, especially again, getting back into this, especially just going through regular playthroughs without trying to go for, 
without trying to be max level and best gear and everything like that, man, you could pick up an Atlas weapon no matter who you were and make it work. And it was great. Yeah. And you could rock it for several, several levels. Mm -hmm. Um, but anyway, so that's the main thing. Atlas is back. First of all, that's super cool. Uh, weapons outside of rifles tend to be wrist mounted. Projectiles have a tendency to be relatively slow. Uh, the vast majority of weaponry possesses alt-fire modes that involve tagging targets. Projectiles launched will home in on marked enemies, allowing for shots to be fired over cover and around corners, compensating for slow bullet, spe bullet speeds. Uh, fun story, I once found an anointed Atlas pistol. Out of a... Out of a... Wasn't it out of one of the... Um, it was like out of, of like a, the cash register of, thing. Yeah, yeah it was out of like a cash <laughs> register or a mailbox or something. It was a white one. I don't was, know if I said that, but it was it was a white anointed Atlas pistol. Wow, that was so weird. And it was just like you know, it was like yeah, you know, once Zane uses Digiclone, it does more damage. It's like <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like oh okay, white pistol. Like you know, thanks. <laughs> yeah, so weird. But anyways, it was it was. It was it was like when you see God, that was like when you see pizza at a Chinese buffet and you sit there and you're like, and you're like, okay, first of all, I respect what you're doing. I'm not into right. it right now, but you keep doing you. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I will, I will keep you in mind because there will come a day where I'm going to walk in here and get some of that. Mm -hmm. Just not today. It's not. Today. Um, so I'll be honest when, when we started playing Borderlands 3, I kind of shied away from Atlas because I did think that they were a bit too gimmicky. And my whole thing was playing as Flak, and I was like, I don't need tracking bullets, you know? Like, I'm I'm using a Jacob's weapon, the bull the rounds are moving at a normal speed, you know, it's fine. Mm -hmm. um, I picked one up on my Moe's playthrough. I picked up a, like, a purple Atlas uh, assault rifle. Mm-hmm. That thing was sweet, and it's a lot more handy than you think. It really is. Yeah. Um, I was fighting Kilovolt, and Kilovolt's got a big-ass shield that he uses sometimes, mm -hmm. and so I would wait, and I would use the tracker dart and put it, like, on his feet. Like, cause it's not a, <laughs> it's not a, it's not a precise thing, right? Right, yep. It's like... It'll, like, if you put one into an enemy's chest, like, that bullet's going to hit somewhere on their upper body, you know? Right, yep. Not that specific pinpoint. But, like, I would put it, like, on his feet or, like, on his back or somewhere on his backside and try to stay behind him and just... Yeah. Works great. Mm -hmm. Works really, really well. I, um, I, and it, and I, it had enough, it has enough punch to it. To really, to really do some damage, because I was using it as a normal assault rifle for a while, because it has a pretty decent scope on it, yep. and I was running around on uh, Skywell 27, and was, you know, pecking off COV guys, and I only needed to put in, to put three, four rounds into a guy before I was able to take him down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, again, it kind of harkens back to, to Borderlands 1, where they were, where they were just good, kind of all the way around, so, yep. um, one thing that, and, and you're absolutely right, is that they can be very situational, and that's not really a bad thing. Um, one way where I've used this uh, to kind of cheese things a little bit, if you will, is that um, I actually used it on, what's the first hammerlock hunt on the Varkid that's there? Uh, oh, Lavender Crawley. 
Lavender Crawley, that's it. So because if you go in if you go into that area right away, you're pretty you're pretty far under leveled initially for that part of it. Yeah, because so, I think Lavender Crawley spawns at like a level eight or something like that, but you can get to that area at like level four. Three. Yeah. Yeah. yeah three or something four, like something that. like that. So yeah. and then each subsequent um pair of Varkids that come from the death of the the previous Varkid are a higher level. So it's so by the end you're fighting like level eleven Varkids and you're level five or whatever and that yeah. sucks. Yeah, so but I, I use that to take him down just because I was I was able to go ahead and I would just track and then stay a fair distance away, use the homing shots, and then if they try to get near me, I just back up. And it took me a hot minute don't get me wrong, but it, <laughs> yeah. but it, but it worked. <laughs> right. So, right. Yeah. So I, I like these. I think it's a great way to reintroduce Atlas to the series. I think it's, I think it's awesome. I'm, I'm hoping that we, they get to stay in there. So, and I'm excited to see what happens when we get more, when we get more Atlas legendaries and like DLCs and stuff like that. So I'm excited mm-hmm. to see what they can come up with for that. So man, could you, could you imagine if there was one where, I don't know. I'm trying to think of this, but could you imagine if there was one where it was you hit them with a tracker and then it almost works like a Torg thing where the more bullets you hit, as long as that tracker's going, it does more damage. So I was just thinking about that. Like, what if they came up with like a DLC that was like something to do with, you know, something to do with Reese and Torg, right? So like Torg, it's a, it's a Torg DLC and like, you know, Torg's like, oh, you want to run with the big boys, huh? All right. Well, here's what you got to do to be a real CEO of a real weapon corporation <laughs> on Pandora, you know? And he, like, is making Reese do all these crazy things, and instead he just pays you to go and do it all. And right. at the end, you get, like, some crazy sick amalgamation of Atlas and Torg together in one. Mm-hmm. You know that they would take that opportunity and call it the Torgas, right? <laughs> Yeah, nice. Uh, perfect. Anyway, uh, we got to keep this rolling. So uh, moving on, the next thing that we have, uh, even if you're not familiar with it, you are familiar with it. So we're talking about COV weapons. By the way, these are listed in alphabetical order. So because we don't play favorites around here. If you don't like it, you can get out. <laughs> Suck it, Vlad off. You got to wait your turn. <laughs> uh Speaking yeah. of not playing favorites, uh, a COV is literally the only weapon manufacturer that I actively avoid. Really? Yeah. For me, it depends on what it is. So, um, for for myself, and I think you'll agree with this, is that we consider COV. Yeah, let's let's just be honest. It's the same as Bandit. It's the same as Scav. Whatever. Yep. It's this. It's the same. It's the same exact thing because the gimmick is still the same as far as having huge amounts of ammo it's just done in a very different way now because they can actually get away with it so so cov weapons uh they draw ammunition directly from the reserve pool so when you bring up a cov weapon the number that you see is not in the magazine quote unquote is not actually a magazine it's just however much ammo you have of that ammo type um you do risk overheating it the longer that you fire it continuously though um really interesting it's i'm 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 mixed on it i don't mind using them i like using them but i feel that it's weird it's like how is that really any different from reloading right i really don't 
That's the thing. It's like it feels gimmicky, but it's not. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just yeah. don't want... What I like is... The reason that I avoid COV weapons is because... And... And I know that it says... it'll It says in the item description, you know, that you can fire X amount of rounds in a row before it overheats. Sure. You know? I don't remember. Right? <laughs> I, don't, I don't, like... I don't, like, look at that item card and be like, 47 shots is what I've got. Okay. And then I'm in the middle of battle, right? And I'm starting off with 368 rounds of pistol ammo, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm, like, trying to do fucking math while I'm sitting here (laughs) laying into a guy. I'm not about that. I want to know when I'm going to reload. I want to be able to tactically reload so that way I can dip behind cover and reload and whatever. And yes, I know that there's the gauge. It says how hot it gets and stuff. That's not what I'm used to looking at. Okay? Sure. Um, I'm old school and I don't like change. I like seeing the number get smaller. When it gets close to zero, I hide and I reload. Okay? <laughs> Done. Uh, there's, no. there's Drew's rant for the week. It's a mini Woo! rant, but there it is. <laughs> mini <This> rant. <laughs> three episodes in a row now. Nice. So, um... I don't mind them. I think that they should have expanded upon that a little bit more because honestly they have a legendary uh, COV weapon. And I feel like this is how it should have been done. So take out the whole thing where it overheats, right? Have it just fire, have it just fire continuously forever. As long as you've got ammo for it, you can keep doing it. But then there's this gun uh, in there called pain is power. Have you gotten that legendary yet? Nope. This one you can go like overload with it, but it sets you on fire when you do. That's interesting. Yeah, I've gotten a couple of them now, and I think honestly that would have been a better way to do it. It's like, all right, guess what? It's going to you're going to be able to use COV weapons as long as you can, uh, and as long as you've got ammo. But once you get past a certain point, they're going to overheat. That damage is going to be transferred to you, and it's just going to start ticking it down. And the longer you do it, the more it's going to do it. And that's just the way that the mechanic worked. And it would fit thematically with how the COV works because they're totally, they're already paying, like they said in the thing, like Troy said in the thing, they're already paying for the privilege of dying for the Calypso. So why not? That would be great. Right. That's a genius idea, actually. It fits (laughs) as far as the story and everything. Mm -hmm. Huh. That's a really good idea. Yeah. Like I said, that legendary in and of itself is actually really cool and it works out well that way. But I think, I think having it be that way entirely would have worked out better. And I'm sure that there would have been people, you could have had some crazy allegiance runs where someone's like, yeah, I'm running a Moe's COV build because the lower her health is the more damage she does, you know, right, and, right. Or and do like, some crazy stuff like that. Or like pair it with, uh, there are some certain, um, certain relics and stuff and uh, class mods and such that are like, you know, when your shield's depleted, blah, 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 blah. You know, Mm -hmm. so like if you had like a shock version of that thing or something and it strips your shield completely and now you're like, you're like throws you into berserker mode or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. That'd be nuts. Oh my God, that'd be fun. Yeah. So I, so I, I feel that more ammo is not necessarily a bad thing. It's just weird kind of the way that they did it. So again, these provide, you know, decent damage. It's not terrible. You can find quite a few of them that are okay. Um, I don't know. It would just be interesting. 
I I do think because of how it works that having I can understand why COV doesn't have any sniper rifles because that could get a little bit broken just the way they work now. It's like, oh yeah, you can have you can have 120 rounds of sniper ammo at your disposal whenever. Yeah, that's true. Firing it from the hip and stuff, you just lay right into whoever, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so overall, you know, it it depends. That one's really situational depending on what char- kind of character you're using. So um anyway, uh moving right along, what do we got next? So next is Dahl. Uh Dahl is known for high stability, low recoil style weapons. Uh their alt fire modes switch between full auto and semi auto, or semi auto and burst fire, or burst fire and single fire, or any combination thereof. Mm-hmm. Depending on the weapon, yeah. Although I will admit I have not seen it, uh, seen anything go from full auto to single fire. Man, that would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> That'd so, be crazy. Again, if you have seen this, let us know. We we are just talking about basic weapons, though. We're talking about non-unique, non-legendary weapons, kind of similar to our first episode. Speaking of which, if you haven't gone listened to our first episode, why not? What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> go do that. <laughs> so. We've got a back catalog. <laughs> it's there. Yeah. Um, my favorite of the combinations is burst fire and semi-auto. Mm-hmm. It's I like semi-auto for the or I like burst fire for the most part because you need usually around three four rounds to take somebody down. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like semi-auto when it's got a a higher powered scope on it. So that mm-hmm. way I can sit further back and just kind of go for critical hits instead of just laying lead into somebody. Sure. Yeah. Uh, what about you? What's your favorite? You know, I, I actually don't mind. Um, I actually don't mind going between full auto and burst fire. Mm. I know they're very similar, but it's very utilitarian because I can, I can either use the full auto to keep a lot of pressure on an enemy, or if I'm doing something a little bit different, I can go ahead and switch into burst fire. Like if it's a bladed one and it's burst fire, then I can go ahead and use burst fire, kind of catch them off balance and then go up and stab them with the extra melee damage. Yeah. I actually prefer to do it literally the exact opposite and like (laughs) run up and melee them in the face. And so they're all like, and then, and you're done. All right, fair enough. So. Plus, I I will give the advantage to full auto and the fact that it can be used um, in a single or in a, in a semi-auto fashion if mm-hmm. you are careful with your trigger finger. Yep. Um, yeah. But overall, Dahl as a manufacturer is really has really come a long ways, and like. I don't know if it's because they do more damage now or or what it is, but something about Dahl is just really they've really turned a corner and become a great manufacturer. If you go back and you listen to episode one, the only Dahl manufactured weapons that we ever that we recommended were assault rifles, and we didn't even like those. No, that was assault rifles were functionally broken in Borderlands too. And if you had to get them, Dahl was the one that we were looking at just because it made the best use of that, I guess. Right. So, but getting, getting a little bit more into it, the nice thing is that you don't only just have the alternate fire modes, but uh, usually along with the alternate fire modes are the alternate, um, the alternate distances that you can see with the scopes or the sights too, which is 
a right. pretty unique thing. Yeah. And that can be both a blessing and a curse. I think it, I think it works, but they have, I think in one of the patch updates, they actually d- reduced like how far some of the, some of the things go because. Yeah. Because if you ridiculous. go back and listen to a couple episodes ago now, uh, when we first started to talk about Borderlands three after mm-hmm. it had released, there was a couple of weapons that like had like 16 X zoom or some bullshit. And it was just ridiculous. Yeah. Or, like, 16x is even that's on the long end of things, but there was stuff like 23x and whatever. It's like, why do I need this? There are mm. no maps this big, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, it's like it's like oh, I hit that I hit that guy, and you know, it's like oh yeah, where'd you, you know where was he? He was like Eden Six. It's like yeah, where are you? It's like I'm on Promethea. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're like radioing back to Wainwright, be like. Just get just get Aurelia out in the open. I'll take care of it from here, dude. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> right. Uh, um, pr- pretty but much. The, but yeah, it is nice to have like alternate sites because you'll have on full auto, you'll have like iron sights. And then for burst fire, you'll have something small, just something small and useful, like 1.5 or 2 or 2 or 2.5x, you know, somewhere. Yeah, like- yeah, like usually even like up to three or three point five is about somewhere solid. in that range is is a is the most that I've seen, and that's useful. It's, yeah, it's not detrimental to being able to use the gun. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, moving right along again, going alphabetically, uh, Hyperion. So Hyperion uh, going with low recoil, which is nice on those as well. High accuracy uh, build up with consecutive shots, which is something that did carry over from Borderlands 2 to Borderlands 3. Um, And then aiming down sights deploys a front facing shield, which sometimes has extra effects. Bullet reflection, absorption, you know, puts it back into the magazine or, you know, a chance to amplify weapon damage on the next shot. So I honestly am getting to like, I Hyperion's getting to be, I think, if not, if not the, it's at least damn close to my favorite manufacturer in the game, if I'm being honest. Yeah, that's it's understandable. It was I didn't really care much for Hyperion previously. Um mm-hmm. it was fine. If he a Hyperion pistol, as long as he had a decent magazine size, Hyperion SMGs, fine. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I really didn't give a shit about Hyperion at all. Um yeah. The, like if I if if you were rocking a shotgun in Borderlands Two, what were you hoping it was? Uh, I was hoping it was either a Torg or a Jacobs, most often. Yeah. So maybe maybe sometimes really depending on it, maybe you know, I don't know. Like uh, th- those would be like my A tier, and then like a B tier would be like TDR, maybe Bandits, depending on yeah. what kind of build I was running, stuff like that. So right. and then yeah, towards the bottom, honestly, was was unless unless it was a unique or legendary was Hyperion. Right. Because hype, because shotguns are already known to be less accurate. Now you want to start me off with less accuracy. You know, like I, I just want to be able to shoot things once and be done once, twice and be, and be over it, you know, mm-hmm. and Hyperion shotguns lacked the punch that they needed to make them proper shotguns in yep. Borderlands two. Yep. And now they've finally got it. It's not unheard of at all to to put two shots into the chest of a of a COV and to and they're dead. You know? Yep. 
like one in the chest to kind of knock them back, and then one in the head as they're flying through the air, and and that's it, and they're done. And in the meantime, you've got the shield up, you know, that is also, because if you're running shotguns, you're probably close up close and personal with somebody, and you're probably taking shots to the face, or close to it, so you're getting all the benefits from those shields. Yep. So personally, I don't know, I mean, I kind of went off on a tangent there, but <laughs> I love Hyperion shotguns. They are my, probably, they're in my top three. They're, man, I'd have to really sit down and do some math and do some figuring and, and a lot more testing, but they're, it's it's a close race between them and Torg and Jacobs still. Yep. So, but they're up there now, which is good for them. So. Right? How cool is that? Like it, I, and and still, their SMGs and shotgun or and uh, pistols are fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I I think that was like you hit the you hit the nail on the head with saying that it took too long to actually get them to the point of being accurate in Borderlands Two. Um, the only one that I ever really used was when I was doing, um, you know, like a bullet hell build with zero where I was just trying to pump out as many bullets as I could. And then I would use, uh, you know, like a bitch or something like that. And, um, and that was only because that one got accurate, like immediately. Yeah. There was was virtually none of the, you know, get some more accurate as you hold the trick. It was like, it was virtually instantaneous. Kind of like how, kind of like how the mind killer, the Malawan shotgun has like a, like it has a charge up, just like all other Malawan weapons, but like it's virtually instantaneous. So it's yeah, it's like a, it's like a charge up of like a quarter of a second. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if that, it's it's super negligible. So right. So yeah, these these work really well. Again, um, yeah, they're becoming some of some of my favorite weapons as far. And I think it's funny because my mind immediately went to shotguns with these two SMGs, pistols. Okay fine fine but yeah b- but if you're looking for a really good utilitarian shotgun especially on someone like uh zane and i love using it on zane in fact one of the parts of my build is i actually run a butcher that is amazing and it's so good like we all know the butcher was going to be a killer weapon if they brought it back and it is but i love running it on zane just because of all the like even if it I mean, the shield itself works amazing just for some of the stuff I'm doing. So it's great. Right. Right. So. Yeah. Totally agree. Um, at this point we are, I don't know if we're going to leave this in or not, but we are 50 minutes in and we have only covered four manufacturers. You want to, mm-hmm. you want to call it here and we'll split it into a second show. Yeah, absolutely. Sweet. So, so yeah, this is, uh, uh so all you fans of other weapons, you're going to have to wait till next time. That's all right. We're getting into some really fun stuff coming up here. So. But, uh, but yeah, so that is part one of two on covering the manufacturers. If you have any questions about how that works or anything, or if there's any good points that you have that you feel that you can interject, go ahead and let us know. And, uh, like I said, get at us on Twitter, everything like that. And we'll go from there. But, uh, but yeah, yeah also, uh, we, so the manufacturers we have left are Jacob's Melowan Torg, uh, sorry, Jacob's Melowan TDR Torg and Vladoff. If you have any specific questions about any of those manufacturers, let us know. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. So, yeah. God, did we really just... Oh, yeah, no, okay. I was trying to think that. I was like, did we really only get just cover those? And I was like, oh, yeah. Nope, fair enough. So, um, but yeah, no, it should be good. And, you know, this will just give us more time for testing, if anything else. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, so, yeah. 
uh, let's see. It's towards the end of an episode. That usually means something. It means uh, that it's time for my favorite segment, Going, Going, Gun! Sweet. Uh, nice. No gun noises, actually, were required for this episode of Going, Going, Gun, because today we have Going, Going Relic? Artifact? <laughs> Artifact? Yeah. Uh, today we are talking what, what, about... No, no, no. Hold on. We got to figure this out. What noise do I make for, for an artifact? Like, if I well, make a pew, like, pew, pew for like a gun. They're all like Meridian, so it's got to be like some kind of weird, like, alien, like. I don't know. No. No, no. I don't even know at this point. Oh, nice. Why do people. Uh, so, anyways, uh, <laughs> this time we are talking about the. Cosmic Crater from Borderlands 3. Um, the Cosmic Crater is a legendary Iridian artifact that has an increased chance to drop from Captain Trot! Trot! <laughs> <laughs> on Athenus. Uh, the red text reads, Come on and slam. Which is, of course, a reference to the theme song from the movie... Jeff? Forrest Gump? No, I'm just yeah, that's one. <laughs> Space Jam. No, it's yep. from Space Jam. Come on, Quad- Slam. And welcome to the jam. Come on, Slam. Yeah, Jeff, who did that slam. song? Quad City DJs. That's right. Now, <laughs> name any member of the Quad City DJs. Quad. <laughs> <laughs> I got him. Oh, man, that was a, that was a literal <laughs> spit take right there. He's taking oh, a drink. <laughs> Uh, anyways, <laughs> there's Quad City DJs. There's four of them. Quad City D and J. <laughs> yeah, you nailed it, guy. Um, anyways, Jeff, why don't you tell us what the Cosmic Crater does when equipped? Sure. So the Cosmic Crater, uh, when you perform a ground slam with the Cosmic Crater, uh, it will create an elemental puddle that lasts for a few seconds. I've actually used this myself personally. It will also grant up to three of these bonuses. Uh, it's a really weird thing. So up to three of these bonuses. Uh, any, any, I think it's any common, is it any combination? Or do we not have confirmation on that? Yet? I don't have confirmation if it's any combination, Okay, but I do know that it's these, these okay. are the available, you know, okay. bonuses. Uh, number one, shield capacity. Number two, elemental resistance. Number three, elemental chance. Number four, elemental damage. Number five, combat XP. Number six, weapon type specific damage. Number seven, action skill cooldown rate. And number eight, fight for your life movement speed. Uh, And then additionally, it can also grant one of these bonuses. Corrosive. Yeah, separately. So outside of this. So corrosive stone. uh, Melee attacks deal corrosive damage. Icebreaker. Increased cryo efficiency and damage against frozen targets. Loot expanding, increased amount of cash, health, and ammo obtained from pickups, and snowdrift, increased sliding speed, and sliding launches a snowball that deals cryo damage. That's so, a lot of stuff. It is. It's it's a lot of stuff. And now, it, it's a weird legendary because it can be any combination of. Well, I mean, we think it can be any combination of these things. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just a set. Like it does this, like most legendaries do. Yeah. You know. So it's one of those things where you could probably play and, and get, I mean, yeah, you could probably get a ton of these and never get the same one twice. 
Which, yeah, I would think so. Which, as terrible as this sounds, this is kind of almost what we want in a game like this. You know, it's a very loot-heavy game, so you just want the ability to have more stuff. Obviously, you want to get more specific with it for specific builds and everything like that, but it's not terrible. You know, it's okay, not Okay, so bad you're to playing have. Melee Amara. What's your ideal version of this? If I'm playing Melee Amara specifically, uh, I'm going to want to go with... I'm going to want to go with Corrosive Stone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm also going to want to go with sh- mm, now she usually does more damage when her shield's broken, depending on the shield that she has. So probably not shield capacity, uh, which means that she's going to be taking more damage. So I would probably go elemental resistance. Uh, I'm going to go with elemental damage as well. And, uh, action skill cooldown rate are the three that I would pick for elemental Mara because then I'm going to be able to use the, uh, I'm going to be able to use her specific, uh, slam that she does the phase slam. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to cool down at a faster rate. Uh, the element damage from that is going to have a higher chance. And then, uh, the resistance as well is going to be really good since I'm probably going to be getting up close and personal to a lot of enemies. Yeah. I think the only other build that I can think of that would use that exact same thing, um, would be like splash damage Moe's. I would want like elemental chance, elemental damage, um, and I, action skill cooldown rate. I, I wouldn't even do that though. See, that's the thing is like, if I were doing that, I would do weapon type specific damage and probably do either shotgun or heavy. No, I'm right this time. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> fine. And then, uh, maybe loot expanding, but I mean, but other than that, out of those very specific builds, I feel like for the most part, like if I'm playing flack, if I'm doing like critical hit flack, I'm going to probably do, like, weapon-type-specific, right? Mm-hmm. Sniper rifles. Yep. Probably action skill cooldown and, like, either shield capacity or ele- elemental resistance, depending on kind of what it, where I'm at and who I'm fighting at the time. Yeah, and then which of the your, uh, and then which of your ones on the bottom, then? You know what? You can get cryo... You can get cryo pocket racks... And right, then, right. You could do cryo pocket racks and then use icebreaker, um, mm-hmm. increased cryo efficiency and damage against frozen targets, and use uh, Aurelia's sniper rifle, the uh, the Ice Queen, the Ice Queen. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. Mm-hmm. I like. That. So there's there's a version of this thing for basically every character. So keep an eye out for the Cosmic Crater. Has an increased chance to drop from Tront. Captain Tront. Tront. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And so yeah, keep an eye out for that, and keep an eye out for the next episode of A Vault Hunter's Guide to the Borderlands coming at you in two weeks. Hooray! Thanks for uh, thanks for watching us, everyone. And uh, Drew, take us home. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Good luck and good drops. Bye.